any more, I won't have any more singing this morning, I promise. It'll be okay. Folks, um, let's pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word. I uh, thank you, Lord, that you are a good God who speaks to us. And uh, Lord, help us to listen this morning to what you have to say to us. Thank you for the good news of uh, Jesus. And then in him we can uh, have life and life to the full. Amen. Uh, my name's Graham. if you haven't met me before, and if you are um, here for the first time or you're visiting, and I haven't met you either, great to have you here. I want to start off by a little bit of a... Well, I want to confess something this morning, if that's okay. I have a, a not-so-secret love, and it's got nothing to do with Valentine's Day. Something that I'm, that I'm very happy to talk to you about. And often late at night it consumes me. And especially if I'm away overseas uh, and if I'm on my own, I can tell you everything you want to know and more about this love of mine. You could say I'm a fanatic. It, it's not something that I can keep quiet about. I, I can't be silent about it. And sometimes it's not easy talking about this, uh, this love of mine, especially when things haven't gone so well. It, sometimes it's a little bit awkward. Sometimes I, I, I feel like someone else could do it better. But I find it hard to hold back. Um, they're such legends. They are, of course, the Wallabies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan and I love to talk about them I love to talk about the Wallabies and it's just what fans do isn't it um, we, we can't keep silent who plays what um, for and against what clubs or super, super teams do they come from what position does so and so play what backline moves do they use if I'm boring you I'm very sorry I'm going to keep going for a minute um, the, the, where, where, who's the captain who's the vice captain who's on contract who's going to be on contract in three years time I, who are they playing next where are they touring all those sort of questions I love to talk about them and if you're a fan you love to talk about your team don't you in fact, you rave about them. You rave. On and on you'll go. It just sort of, it sort of bubbles out, doesn't it? it? It bubbles out of you if you're a, a fan. And it's no different, the Bible says, for followers of Jesus. We rave. We are not silent. That's exactly the point that the Apostle Peter makes in the second half of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. We talk, we, we rave about following Jesus and what God has done for us because it's just what we do. It's who we are. We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that we might declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. So, let's remember then who we are. It's from last week. Remember that we, were, we are chosen. Now, if you want to follow along too, it'd be a good idea not only to have your Bibles open in 1 Peter, but have your um, little outline open there. And you'll note that I've got the memory verse how did you go this week? Did I put you under immense pressure? Did you put it on the fridge? You're learning it? 
I must admit I'm cheating a little bit because I, uh, yes, because I've already, I already know it. But that's okay, you can know it too. So last week, who we are, first chosen. Chosen only because of the love of God. We are precious to Him, remember, just like Jesus. God has called the one who comes to Jesus. That was the words, little phrase we saw in chapter 2, verse 4. We, those who come as you come to Jesus or believe in Him or trust in Him. So God has called the one who has come to Jesus from darkness into His wonderful light. This is not the case of God bringing out the best in you. You might have heard that expression before. Uh, that, that The good finally comes out and you've become a follower of Jesus. No, 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 no. We, we were spiritually dead. Spiritually dead in darkness. If this image, imagery helps you, we, are the, we were the, work, the walking dead. Uh, zombies, if you like. Spiritually zombies. Opposing God, yet God called us out of that darkness into His wonderful light. The light of forgiveness and peace with Him. Why did He do that? For no other reason. We saw it way back in Deuteronomy 7 and Exodus 19. No other reason that God loves us. We see it in Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 3. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the rule of the kingdom of the air, that's the, the devil or Satan, uh, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us... Uh, all of us also have lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you've been saved. So, the first thing we learn about who we are is that we are chosen. Chosen. Second, royal priests. Because of Jesus' once and for all sacrifice for us, sacrifice on the cross for us, His blood shed for us, His death for us, we have direct access to God. Uh, the, we, the, the barrier of sin is broken down. There's, there's no need for special priests. We are all priests. We can all come to Him. Priests who belong to the king, princes and princesses in God's royal court as we follow Jesus. Third, a holy nation, united by the Father with the same spirit by the death of Jesus. Holy means set apart for God, a holy nation. And finally, four, as we learnt last week, are people belonging to God or God's special possession, bought not with perishable things, but with the precious blood of Jesus. Flip back to 1 Peter 1, verse 18. 1 Peter 1, verse 18. For you know, this is page 1200 of the, these Bibles, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus, a lamb without blemish or defect. Friends, nothing, nothing compares to what God has done for us in Jesus. Nothing. There's no good news that is this good. You won't find it anywhere else. 
So, for the follower of Jesus, that is what 1 Peter says. 1 Peter 2 says, we are. But did you notice the that? (laughs) Did you notice the that or the so that in the middle of verse 9? We are what we are so that, it's it's a purpose clause, so that we can rave. We can not be silent. We can declare the praises, which means to speak of all God is and all what he has done. Peter's word here for declare is not used anywhere else in the New Testament. But the same word is used in, uh, in Hebrew several times in the Psalms to speak of praising God, praising God for all he is and thanking him for what he's done. It's just what God's people do. That is the purpose of what God has done. And God's people do it, one, as we gather here together, as they gather together, we we call it church. It, of course, makes what we do here as we gather together vitally important. And two, we declare, we declare God's praises, we speak about Him, uh, not only here, but out there. So, uh, out and about, getting on with our lives. God's people declare or speak of his praises. The ESV puts excellencies. We speak of his praises, who he is and what he has done. But the problem is, and we're on point four on our outline, the the problem is we make things complicated and unnatural. We find it difficult when it comes to speaking about who God is and what He has done. And even more so, if we're speaking to our non-believing friends about who God is and what He has done. In fact, what we do, we we come up with buts, um, excuses. We, we, but, 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 uh, but, it's buts, they're excuses. So, I'm going to give you my top four reasons brace yourselves, okay? Here's my top four reasons why we are too often silent. As if people were shuffling in their seats and thinking this is going to get uncomfortable. It might a little bit, yeah, that's okay. We're all friends here. Um, Here's the number one reason why I think, or not the number one reason, my top reason, just happens to be number one, why I think we are a bit, we are too often silent. Well, we think we ought to be like the kids in Sound of Music, Nothing to do with the fashion sense or anything like that. Uh, don't worry. We, we, excuse me. We think we ought to be seen and not heard. At least that's what the kids were like at the start of the Sound of Music. Remember that scene? If you've seen it, if you haven't, go and watch it. Um, dedicate a few hours for it, though. Uh, seen and not heard. It's that sort of Victorian way of thinking about children. The socially acceptable thing for Christians, you see, is to do good works, uh, to feed and clothe the poor, to help refugees, to speak out about refugees and so forth. But to speak about Jesus, we no, 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 no. Slow down there a minute, tiger. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's crossing the line. And we can get sucked into that. And so we are silent. And we get, get sucked into thinking that that's okay, that, 
and that's what our purpose is, just to feed and clothe and good works and so on, to speak about that. But that's only the half of it. 1 Peter 2.9 tells us that our purpose is to speak, to declare the praises, to declare. Second, perhaps you're thinking, oh, I've lost my ones and twos, that's okay. This is the second point. Perhaps you're thinking that I'm not an evangelist, I'm not Billy Graham. Well, have a look closely at these verses in 1 Peter 2 verse 9. Have a look at them. Do you see anything about gifts there? Nothing. There's nothing about gifts in, that, in those verses. Nothing at all. Just about who we are. And just about what our purpose is. I'll let you into a little secret. None of us are Billy Grahams. I'm not Billy Graham. You're not Billy Graham. Not at all. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. Third, we misquote Francis of Assisi. And there's Francis practicing his jazz hands. Um, <laughs> You know the saying, you might, you might know this saying, uh, he is said to have said, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary use words. Have you heard of that expression? You, you might have. The problem is, one, Francis never said that. Do your research, he never said it. Second thing, whoever said it hasn't been reading their Bible. It's not in the Bible. You won't find that expression of preach the gospel at all times and when necessary use words. You won't find it. It's not there. And most of the time, when that expression is used, let's be honest, it's used as a bit of an excuse. It's used as a permission to be uh, disobedient. See, friends, what we read before, we read uh, when Jesus said, go and make disciples, or as you go, make disciples, we rightly call it, as uh, Serena titled the, the Bible reading, we rightly call it the, the, the Great Commission. It's not the Great Suggestion. It's the Great Commission. Friends, uh, words, words matter. Speaking or declaring the praises of God is important. What would happen if we didn't speak about God? What would happen? you ever thought about that what, what would happen what would that say about us I wonder what would that say about the gospel what would that say about Jesus well I would think it would say that it's not very important when if we never spoke about it if we didn't speak about Jesus I'd say people would think he's not worth listening to it's it's not worth hearing it's not for them but of course it is. Of course it is. No other news, as we read before, no other news is, is so good. No other news is so significant. In fact, the gospel is such good news, to not speak of it, well, it actually seems a little selfish, don't you think? To not actually share it, this great news. fourth reason or excuse maybe for us sometimes when we're a bit silent when we're too silent well it feels a little awkward many of us have had those moments haven't we uh, so the, the barbecue's going well everyone's having a good time we're chatting away playing some music in the background 
you start talking about your weekends what you what you like doing maybe you get into a bit of mountain biking you go surfing you do a bit of fishing you meet with other friends you go out and then someone says to you oh so what do you do on Sunday mornings well you've been waiting for this moment for a long time you pluck up the courage with great boldness and determination and say I go to church And that's the response you get. <laughs> if only I could do noise of crickets in the background. I can't really do it. I've been there. I had a classic um, example of that when I was in Dubai. Um, real, real, this, uh, they didn't know what to do with it. Someone actually blurted out and said, I didn't know there were churches in Dubai. <laughs> anyway, it went on from there. But often that's, that's it. It's, it feels a bit awkward. We ne- we're never really sure how people will react when we talk to them about Jesus or share something about what we do here, share something about the gospel. Sometimes it's surprise, embarrassment. Maybe it's just, oh, oh, you're one of those weirdos. Um, But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like that. Perhaps sometimes it's us that makes it awkward. Perhaps we think that they'll never be interested when the reality is they are. Remember, we're just raving about God. That's all we're doing. There's no perfect set of words. You don't need to get out the gospel tract every time or draw a diagram or or get your guitar out and sing a song. It's okay. Um, And sometimes, yeah, it won't go down very well. Sometimes Jesus, and Jesus warned us about that, as we live a godly life, trying to follow Jesus, persecution will come. So, why don't we practice for a minute? Why don't we practice declaring the praises of God? Just just amongst ourselves, why don't we try a little exercise? And I'm sorry if this puts you under pressure, but I'm actually not, so take that back. Um, (laughs) Why don't we practice then uh, speaking about Jesus? I want you to turn to the person next to you or form a little group. If you don't have someone next to you, just shuffle across a little bit. And um, share with this person... What's the best thing about following Jesus? Now, if you are not a follower of Jesus, it is great to have you here. You are so welcome here. Um, You get to, for this one minute I'm going to give, you get to listen to the other person share for a whole minute what's the best thing about following Jesus. How good could that be? All right? But if you are a follower of Jesus, then 30 seconds each. Don't be a hog. All right? Share it around. So, 30 seconds. What's the best thing about following Jesus? For me, it's being forgiven because I stuff up countless times, okay? Uh, It's that, for me, the best thing about following Jesus too, is I love the fact that God's got me. I love that. I love the fact that He's got me. I'm in His hands. Uh, God is sovereign in control. I'm in His hands. I I could go on forever. I won't. Um, You ready? You've got a minute? Just share the best thing about following Jesus. Ready? Go!
10 seconds. Okay. I hope no one was greedy then, were they? You shared it around, everyone got to go. Was she? Dear, oh dear. Oh, rich at all. Ah, well, the, the good thing is, after our service today, I've already seen the delicious little treats that are going on. You can continue that conversation and share what's the best thing about following Jesus after the service. Okay, now, I tell you, I saw you all talking, most of you, I think, um, I didn't think there was anyone who looked particularly awkward and uncomfortable. It, you know, wasn't that hard, was it? No, wasn't that hard. It's just who we are. It, it's just what we do. That's it. What about some other tips? What about some other tips? Um, oh, there we go. Knowing and telling your story, uh, how God has worked in your life is a good thing. Often helps as you declare, as you talk about Jesus to other people, as you talk about church and what God has done in your life. Um, whether you're doing that uh, here, as we share amongst ourselves, I'd love to have over the next few months, people come up here and share their story about how, what God has done in their life. Uh, if you think you'd love to do that, come and see me. I'd, I'd love to talk to you. Um, Knowing your story is important. Yeah, whether you're sharing it here or whether it's, you know, you're meeting someone at the footy or whether you're on the bus on the way to school or whether you're uh, at the shops, it's worth practicing it too, knowing, and, knowing your story and telling your story. Make sure you talk about Jesus. It's really important when you tell your story about what God's done in your life. Um, make sure God's story is in your story. Here's a good little structure. Describe your life before Jesus uh, that, that's how we say you've got, you got three minutes most people say that people will only listen to one person for three minutes you guys are exceptional you've been listening to me for a bit longer than that um, <laughs> but three minutes so first minute describe what your life was before Jesus so uh, you don't need to go on all the details of your you know your drug abuse and your, your, all the es escapades you used to get up to um, or maybe that might be helpful depends who you're talking to describe what it was like beforehand describe then what happened what happened when God actually called you and you put your trust in the Lord Jesus and then describe what difference Jesus has made so if you're writing down some notes I encourage you to do that uh, Titus 3 verses 3 to 8 is a great little passage of before what did God do what, 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 is, uh, what was I like before I knew Jesus and then now uh, what, well, not now, what has God done for me? And then now, uh, what's, what difference has Jesus made in my life? Uh, a good place to start speaking or declaring God's praises is at home uh, with your family. The obvious uh, good things we ought to do, and I cannot say the Thomas family is a great example of this, but we're trying hard, um, is to read God's Word together and pray together. Uh, but making Jesus part of your uh, everyday life, everyday conversations, putting Jesus on the agenda, that's a way of declaring God's praises. You'll work out how to do that. You'll work it out. It, it might be, and it's the big things and the little things. It's important it's the little things. It's important we don't bring Jesus out when something huge has happened. 
you know Jesus is part of all our lives so whether it's in the car driving whether it's um riding a bike whether it's going surfing doing your homework cooking dinner practice making it natural remember it's just what we do because of who we are share together how God has been good to you today give thanks like we did this morning just simple what are you thankful for today what are you thankful to God for today share what you love about following Jesus couple more tips there's a good book on this type of thing worth reading uh, by a guy called Mike Shipman Uh, it's mostly focuses on Christians and Muslims but here's something he says it's a little bit radical Uh, he says that the first 15 minutes of any relationship that's what matter most so in other words if you don't speak to them about being a follower of Jesus when you meet them for the first time uh, or, or you don't speak to them at church or something to do with that in the first 15 minutes you never will. He actually says it's the first seven or eight minutes. Pretty radical, isn't it? I kind of think he's right. I kind of think he's right, from my experience anyway. Because otherwise, when you do eventually get there and say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus, I believe in this and so on, and I go to church, when you do eventually get there, it becomes the big reveal, you know? The big reveal, have you been there before? Oh, you're one of them. It's like you've been silent, you've been holding this secret, you've been living this secret life and all of a sudden you're going to come out and tell your friends. It's the big reveal. Uh, It's like you've been lying to them in some ways, that's how they might feel. Now, it it doesn't have to be a, a case of this, oh, you're being introduced to a friend, oh, this is my friend Graham. Hi, I'm Graham, I'm a Christian, I go to church. Um, it doesn't have to be that quick Um, nor like that (laughs) Um, just make it natural you'll work out a way just make it natural Uh, let it bubble out it's just what we do because of who we are and finally be reminded of the sovereignty of God a whole sermon in itself here that God is the ruler that God is sovereign I mean he's God's the king overall that God is in charge it's God who calls people to himself it's not me it's not you it's God who does it the power you see is in the message it's not in the messenger the power is in the message and not in the messenger so relax, relax and, and be faithful. Friends, it is such good news. It is such good news and it's for everyone. It's for everyone. We cannot be silent. Like any good news, you see, we ought to share it. We ought to speak about it. In fact, we ought to get excited about it. It's so good. We ought to get excited about it in here and we, all get, we ought to get excited about it out there as well. It is such good news. It is such good news for everyone. Maybe it's, it's just a little bit like this. Let me show you a little video um, which I think describes what we've been talking about pretty well. Thanks, Rod.
One one quarter scrumptious fudge mallow delight, please. <laughs> the nerve of some people. <laughs> I know. Forging a ticket, come on. <laughs> Wonka's last golden ticket in my shop, too. Listen, I'll buy it from you. I'll give you $50 and a new bicycle. Are you crazy? I'd give him $500 for that ticket. You want to sell me your ticket for $500, young man? That's enough of that. Leave the kid alone. Listen, don't let anyone have it. Take it straight home. You understand? Thank you. Let's hear exactly what it says. Greetings to you. Oh, had to stop there. Sorry, you're getting into it, weren't you? Um, very creepy movie, but a pretty cool scene with what we've been talking about. Johnny Depp's just... Oh, too much for me in that movie. But anyway, um, I, I think you get what I'm talking about. It is such good news. Such good news. We ought to share it. We ought to run out there and share it. Um, and... Tell everyone, such good news for everyone. Um, friends, uh, why don't we pray together and uh, we'll ask God to help us with this in his name. Uh, Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are a, um, uh, in you, we have such good news. Lord, we have um, news that... Uh, that, Lord, you have, you have bought us, not with imperishable things, but with your blood. So, Lord, we pray that we would um, be bold, help us to be natural, help us to not with, come up with excuses. But the good news is such, such good news. Uh, Lord, help us to remember um, who we are as followers of Jesus. And um, as a consequence, Lord, it's just what we do. So, Lord, thank you for your goodness to us. Uh, thank you for today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, friends, we are going to sing again. This is our uh, offertory song. So if you're a visitor, please feel free to let the bag pass along. 